Worship in the World is a screen-free worship experience brought to you by Downtown Church. Downtown Church is a community of unfinished people based in Columbia, South Carolina. We believe in asking honest questions while we strive to follow Christ within our own communities, loving people wherever they find themselves on their faith journey. Thank you for being with us today. Let us pray. 
We give thanks, O oh God, for the walking partner who awaits us each morning, for the aroma of coffee, for the giggle escaping a toddler, for the expectation for a ride to the pool, for the project that excites us. We give thanks for the many reasons that get us out of bed, joy's disguise. For joy comes with the morning of that we can be assured. And so we come to this time of worship hungry to see joy, willing our bodies into this posture of praise, eyes gliding open, glossed, ready with tears. We come hungry to see joy, O oh Lord, and it is here because you are here. May we see you. Amen. Let's stand and sing together. Friends, I don't know about you, but I find myself leaning on God's everlasting arms when I need to confess, when I need to ask for forgiveness for the ways I both intentionally and unintentionally harm my neighbor, harm this beautiful world, and even harm myself. So let us now go to God in prayer, saying together the prayer of admission found in your program. 
God of unity. We live in a world where our lives are always moving between inclusivity and exclusivity, between understanding and prejudice, between compassion and vengeance, between love and hatred. We confess that we often move towards the latter, building boundaries to make our circles smaller, forgive our need to reject, to conquer, and to always win. Remove in us the selfish tendencies to distrust those who differ, to covet and possess, to ignore those who suffer, and to trample on your creation. Forgive us, mighty God. Give us the eyes and ears that seek wisdom and the hands and feet that act courageously as we come together in unity as a broken people. In your son's holy name we pray. Amen. to the Ephesians, it reads, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. Friends, we are forgiven. And with that, we are called to forgive one another. Thanks be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. One very happy note for today. Um, is that we've got 16 high schoolers heading out to the mountains in Montreat, North Carolina after worship for a week of um, exploring their faith. Uh, it, there's nothing like seeing about a thousand high schoolers just rushing, like, you know, rushing in for worship. Um, it's pretty amazing. So be praying for those high schoolers as they take off this afternoon and be praying for their leaders, for Lucas and Abigail and Chelsea, um, maybe for some sleep for them, that'd be great. Our scripture reading today comes from Psalm 30. You can read with me in your program. I'm reading verses four and five. Sing praises to the Lord, O you faithful ones, and give thanks to his holy name. For the Lord's anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. 
weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. The word of God for us, the people of God. This summer we've designed a sermon series all summer long. It's called The Mixed Tape. How many of you guys have made mixed tapes before? Okay. We thought it would be fun and you all helped us do this. A few months ago, we sent out an email and asked you to share your favorite scripture verses with us. Several of you submitted verses, which we formatted six of those to become our tracks on our mixed tape, scriptures that we will preach throughout the summer. Now I'm gonna be honest with you, there is like an art to creating an arc on a mixed tape. And like every musician I know, in fact, I asked Admiral Radio this week, every musician I know begins the mixtape with like a real happy-go-lucky, upbeat, joyful, easy entry song. And I'm just gonna be honest with you, like this is not that. The Holy Spirit just dropped us in the deep end of the pool. And so it's kind of like we are beginning the mixtape in the middle, you know, when you can see a little bit of the tracks on either side. The first track is Psalm 30, which we just read. And the specific verses, specifically verse five, was submitted by a worshiper of downtown church who says, quote, this scripture got me through the hospital, which was one long, hard night. This person has given me permission to share a good bit of their story with you. I'm not gonna share their name and to protect their identity, let's just call them Sam. Sam is incredibly brilliant and a curious individual. He asks deep questions that will simultaneously point you to the beauty and the brokenness of the world around you. Sam also happens to live with mental illness, specifically depression and suicidal ideation, which is what led them to find themselves in a hospital bed. When we, the pastors of Downtown Church, learned that this is where Sam was, we took turns calling. That's what you could do at that time. They weren't even allowing family members to visit. Somehow though, Lucas figured out a way to get in. I'm not sure, some nurses pulled some strings and Lucas went in and sat with Sam and he brought with him a Bible that was marked at Psalm 31. As Sam tells the story today, the psalm really spoke to him, moved him, helped him, and he was so grateful when Lucas offered to leave that Bible with him in the hospital. Sam laughs now though, said, you know, I, as soon as Lucas left, I couldn't remember which psalm it was. So he just started flipping through and he said, he landed, I think the Holy Spirit put him, led him to Psalm 30, verse five. The Lord's anger is but for a moment. His favor, a lifetime. Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. Sam said this psalm became like a mantra to get through the hospital, and it made him think of a song by Florence and the Machine called Shake It Off. There's a line in that song that goes, it's hard to dance with the devil on your back, so shake it off. And then there's a verse a little bit later that really struck Sam. It says, I'm done with my graceless heart. So tonight I'm gonna cut it out and restart because I like to keep my issues drawn. It's always darkest before the dawn. 
Sam says the psalm and song teach him that life keeps moving through pain, that we make choices, but inevitably there will be a new beginning. It reminds him how far we have to fall, but that with God, we can be restored. Hearing Sam couple this modern song with an ancient psalm made me realize that Psalm 30 is all about resurrection. That's what it's about. Here in the Old Testament, the people of God are acknowledging the evil of the world, the Good Friday, when the devil is on your back, when it seems that evil has won and there will be no joy in the morning. It starts there and then it moves us like resurrection from our state of despair to hope, from the option of death to life abundant, from weeping to rejoicing. Y'all know that as Easter people, we acknowledge Good Friday because it exists in our worlds, for some more than others. And we have to name it with and for each other so that we can move fully to embrace the joy of Easter Sunday. I called Sam earlier this week to let him know that his scripture text was going to be the first track in our mixtape. And because I know that he has spent a lot of time with this particular text, I was curious about his take on this line. The Lord's anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. I asked, what do you make of the Lord's anger? And Sam said, I don't spend much time thinking about God's anger. It's God's favor for a lifetime that kept me afloat. God's favor, meaning to Sam that God's got your back, that God intends for your well-being, that God cares for you no matter what. Well, the silence on the other side of the phone around God's anger got me curious. And I said, I'm okay with God's anger. I'm okay with it because a wise therapist once told me that anger is just an emotion that points us to something deeper going on. Usually for me, when I'm angry, it's pointing to a deeper sadness or disappointment, or it's just letting me know that something in the world is not right. I said, I'm okay with God, God's anger here because it means God recognizes things aren't okay. God isn't angry with you, Sam. God is angry that you hurt so much that death seems the only option. God's angry about that. And I'm glad that God is angry about that because I'm angry about it too. I'm angry about this illness hold on you. I'm angry at the chemical imbalances in your brain that lead you tipping towards despair. I'm angry at the ripples of pain to family and friends. And I'm glad God is angry. And I'm also glad that God doesn't stay angry. God's anger is but for a moment, his favor, a lifetime. 
Here in one verse, God models resurrection and his care for us. Anger for a moment, acknowledging the evil that exists in this world. And then God's favor, God's will, God's love, God's embrace. Talking with Lucas this week, he shared a statistic with me that is kind of haunting me. He learned this statistic at a recent training for suicide prevention among teens. And the statistic is this, one in two people has been affected by suicide. A friend dying by suicide, a family member attempting suicide, a coworker being checked into the hospital to prevent suicide, one in two. He also shared with me that 70% of suicides today happen in men between the ages of 40 and 70. The leader of this training Lucas went to says it happens because we don't have spaces to talk about what's going on with us. It happens when changes are occurring and we don't have the proper support to acknowledge and cope with what's going on. It happens. And the question for us is what are we gonna do about it? As followers of Jesus, who cares? What are we gonna do about it? What would we do if we knew that one in two people was affected by, let's say, colon cancer? What would we do? We would talk about it. We would provide screenings. For prevention, we would give community support, not only for those experiencing colon cancer, but the the family around those people. We've gotta do the same thing with suicide. We've gotta remove the taboo. We have to help our friends get the help they need so that it no longer takes people from us. A buddy of mine in the Navy, he's a chaplain, he told me that they have this really simple acronym that they go by, it's called ACT. A is for ask, just ask if someone is thinking about harming themselves. And then C is for care, our role is just to listen. And then the T is for treat, which for us just means offer, offer to call the suicide hotline for them act. I think there's an additional step for us, those of us who follow Jesus. We are to lift up the words of scripture that were so helpful to our friend Sam. We are to lift up the words of resurrection that provide hope for the hopeless. To say these words, weeping lingers for the night, yes, but joy comes with the morning. In preparation for this sermon, Lucas and I sat in my office up there and we started to make a list of people in our community who we already knew have been affected by suicide. We started to make that list because I was gonna call you and give you a heads up that this is what we were talking about today. And let me tell you that that list got long quick. So quick we realized we weren't even gonna be able to call every person, even if I was on the phone for every minute of every day and that's when the statistic just really hit home, one and two. This verse, Psalm 30, verse five, it not only gives 
God's approach to us, anger for a moment, favor for a lifetime, it also gives our response. Our response at the evil in the world, weeping for the night, yes, but joy in the morning. How beautiful that God's care for us follows the path of resurrection and so too does our response. Weeping lingers for the night, but joy comes with the morning. The rhythm of resurrection in this scripture reminds us that with time, pain will pass. The hard day will pass. The season will pass. A new beginning will emerge. Joy is to be found. Life is to be lived. And there's hope for all of us. Whatever pain we live with will not defeat us. That's where the gospel shows up. For you, who feel like you don't have God's favor, for you who feel outcast from the very people who matter to you, for you who don't see the purpose in living another day, God's favor is for you. God's grace for you, God's hope for you. I've seen faith so strongly in the person who has no reason to hope at all, hold on to it, even the slightest bit of it, even just for the night as God moves us from night to day, from weeping to joy. And so as Christians, we follow this psalm. We sing praises to the Lord and give thanks to his holy name even when we are singing from the bleak walls of a hospital room. Even when we are singing from empty houses, when we're missing people gone too soon, even when we walk through the darkest valley, we sing to the Lord, O ye faithful ones. For his anger is for a moment his favor for a lifetime. Our weeping lingers for the night, yes. But joy, joy comes. Joy comes with the morning. Amen. Pause in life's pleasure and count its many tears while we also sorrow with the poor. There's a song that will linger forever in our ears. Oh, hard times come again no more. Tis a song. Of the weary, hard times, hard times come again no more. Many days you have lingered around my cabin door. Oh, hard times come again no more. While we seek mirth and beauty and light and gay. There are frail ones fading at the door. 
are silent, they're pleading lust will say, Oh, hard times come again no more. This is the of the weary. Hard times, hard times come again no more. Many days you have lingered around my cabin door. Oh, hard times come again no more. Tis a side that is wafted across the troubled way. Tis a wail that is heard upon the shore. Tis a dirge that is murmured around the lowly grave. Oh, hard times has come again no more. Tis a song the sigh of the weary. Hard times, hard times has come again no more. Many days you have lingered around my cabin door. Oh, Tonight I'm gonna cut it out and then restart. I like to keep my issues strong. It's always darkest before. Shake it out, shake it out, shake it out, shake it out. Shake it out, shake it out, shake it out, shake it out. It's hard to dance with the devil on your back, so shake him off. Shake it out, shake it out, shake it out, shake it out. Shake it out, shake it out, shake it out, shake it out. Cause it's hard to dance with the devil on your back, so shake him off. Shake it out, shake it out, shake it out, shake it out. Shake it out, shake it out. Let us pray.
Loving God, you meet us in the darkness of this world. You dwell within us in sadness. And we know that when tragedy strikes, it is your heart, O oh God, that is the first to break. We pray, God, for all those facing pain, facing loss, sickness, and hopelessness. We pray for the world and its leaders near and far, that we might all know peace, compassion, and justice. God, for those contemplating suicide, we ask for the courage to get the help we all need. God, we ask that you remove our pride and shame and help us to remember our dependence on one another as we attempt to build a community built on honesty, compassion, and accessibility. God, we pray for the 16 high school youth who will be spending a week learning about you and fellowshipping in your world. We pray for them and we pray that all of your children, young and old, might know how amazing and beautifully made they are in your image, O oh God. Help us in a difficult world to be your people, filled with your Holy Spirit and moved to act, following the steps of Jesus the Christ, who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. It's now the time where we affirm what we believe. So I invite you to rise. And as we say together the words of the Apostles' Creed, at the end of Dawn's sermon, she talked about crying out no matter where we find ourselves, whether it's in a dark hospital room or outside or in houses missing loved ones. So wherever you find yourself physically or metaphorically today, and whether you're saying these words loud and with pride or you are just trying to get them out of your mouth, know that you are loved and that you are welcome here. So downtown church, what is it that you believe? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, the life everlasting. Amen. I invite you to remain standing as we sing our final song, Come Ye Children of the Lord.
Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes with the morning. So as you go from this place, may the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the interruption of that Holy Spirit may it be with you, and with all those you love, and with all those nobody loves. Go in God's peace. Amen. If you feel compelled to support the church financially, you can give a secure gift online at downtownchurch.me forward slash give.